Welcome to Minority Corner with Neke and James, the Wonder Twins of Podcasting. Learn, laugh, play. It's like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, queer, and ladylike. This week on Minority Corner, what you got? Ooh, girl. Well, in honor of MLK Day, that yeah. was very... Damn, girl, that was very direct and aggressive. You were like, well, give it to me. Well, I just wanted to know. She was like, what are we doing? Where I are you taking know. me? I don't know. I want to know. Where am I? <laughs> All right. Well, in honor of MLK Day, we are going to be doing a Quizlet, girl. It is Quizlet Corner okay. time. Okay. All right. I'm ready. It, I'm stretched. All, I'm, I'm ready out. to do this. Well, not stretched out, uh, but stretch out. Uh-huh. Uh, but in honor of MLK Day, we're going to do an all MLK Quizlet. You think you know MLK Jr., but you maybe have no idea. Cool, I am ready to go. And what are you doing? What you doing, My girl? corner, I'm talking about Asian American activists that you might have not even heard about or know about, or if you have, then, you know, spread the word because spread. we're all in this together and we mm. need to be activizing. So let these people inspire Ooh. you. I am ready to be activized. And also, girl, we got to talk about something. H&M. Coolest mm. monkey in the jungle. Mm. I wanna, let's, let's talk. We got to unpack that. Sounds good to me. I'm ready to go. Well, let's do it, girlfriend. Okay, here we go. Happy MLK Day. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Um, I actually MLK have an Day. interesting story for oh. that. <laughs> oh, bro, right. Here we go. Roll up the sleeves. So Andrew and I went out to eat um, yesterday in okay. Alameda, which is a town in the Bay Area of California. It's and an it's island not, in the Bay. It's true. It is an island, man-made island. It's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, not known for its diversity. Not no. known for its diversity. Aneke was on every pamphlet in the Come to Alameda. Basically. <laughs> They're like, we need to put her in there. My Where's face is on the flag. A rendering <laughs> of my face is on the flag. Come to Alameda. Uh, so uh, knowing this, and it's gotten better. It's definitely gotten better mm. since I was like a little kid. But um, mm. it still has that, you know, like it... That bigotry doesn't leave. So oh, yeah, no that that shit is deep rooted in like a cancerous thing that is it's so hard to get rid of. I know. So um, we went out to eat. Well, first we tried to go see a movie, but since Alameda is is like cute There's... place junction, the movie that we tried to go see was sold out. Mm, what was it? Shape of Water, which is like, mm. how many weeks has that been out? Yeah, you know, everybody in Alameda is still trying to get up on it. They probably seen it like at least two or three times. It's an oh, artsy yeah. crowd. I know. Uh, anyways, oh. um, yeah. <laughs> um, so we were like, okay, well, let's just go out to eat. So we decided to go to this one Italian restaurant, and the whole experience is weird. And I'm not gonna like go into it, but at the very end. Uh-oh. very end of the thing like the you could tell the owner would come by and talk to each table and she was like nice and she talked to us a couple of times we were leaving she comes running over and she goes i hope you guys have tomorrow off and we're oh. like yeah we do and she was like well then you guys deserve a, a great martin luther king jr celebration day <laughs> And we're like, thank well, you. It was nice <laughs> sentiments, but I've literally never been wished that ever in my life. Well, you know, I mean, I think, you know, I appreciate that. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I appreciate that she's had this because yes. I think that many people 
do not remember why they had this day off. <laughs> True. And that like, you know, in, in every city there are Martin Luther King celebrations, there's panels, there's all kinds of stuff. And um, I think it's it's like it's like she wished you and are you thinking because she wished you it because you're black? I think, think she's that or we're an interracial couple. Mm. You are the I dream. do not think you, that she you, wished the white couple that left before us. The same but thing. they're not the dream. She Stop is it. literally saying you you and Andrew are part of the dream that you guys are together, you know? So, you yeah, know what? I but I mean, way to be singled out. Thanks, lady. Mm, you either mm-hmm. say it to the whole group or you don't say it at all. <laughs> so she should have been like, a ding, 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 ding. Yes. She should have had a banner. <laughs> if she was going to make that big ass of a deal by running out from the back to wish us a happy Martin Luther King Day celebration, then mm. she should have had a banner for everyone because you know who deserves to be wished at the most? Who? Bigot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah! You better, you better get on this. Um, speaking of bigotry, yeah, um, this is interesting because this is something that you and I have touched about throughout the many hundreds—I can say that—hundreds of episodes. That yeah, you and we're I in have the hundreds. Done. Uh-huh. Um, and so, coolest monkey in the jungle. Ooh, Let's James. Okay, before you yes, no. get into it. I just gave you, you know what I did? I just gave you a carrot and I want you to take it and run. <laughs> because I'm about to run in a different direction that you didn't want oh. me to run, but you're okay, going to like the direction I'm going to run. Because the right. way that you set it up is perfect. Yeah. Because you're like, we've oh. been talking about this issue throughout our hundreds of episodes. Mm-hmm. And in fact, a little woman that we talked about in our first episode has reared her head again in respect. Is Rachel of, back? Yes. No, I thought we were done with her. I literally remember the episode where we put her in a box and we said, this is the last time we're probably going to talk about her. That was that article. It was the last thing that anybody ever needed to say about her. We were done. We were well, done H&M with her. Well, H&M has brought her back. Oh, fuck. Wait, how is H&M involved with Rachel Dolezal? Okay, so, well, H&M is the coolest monkey in the jungle sweatshirt. So, yes. just for people who've been living under giant boulders in Maybe the Maybe you world, were in Fiji and didn't have your cell phone. Congrats to you. You, you lucky, lucky, lucky you. person. But uh, now you're back, and let's catch you up on what you missed. <laughs> um, so, basically, H&M did, like, a print campaign. I think it's H&M UK. And mm-hmm. they were advertising... Um, like sweatshirts so Mm -hmm. it's a bunch of little kids wearing sweatshirts and of course they have to put the black kid in a sweatshirt that says coolest monkey in the jungle Mm. now for all of you who have been living doubly under rocks um it is why why is that offensive why would that be offensive Aneke? why why can't you put like a a a black child in a a shirt that says coolest monkey in the jungle i'm so glad you're playing the clueless one right now Um, i don't know because i couldn't do (laughs) it that well i'd be like why is it Um, Uh, i'm an actor (laughs) i know you're earning those monies um (laughs) get my coin get my awards it's so true okay so basically there's been a connotation not only in america but all across the world where they mm. compare um, black people to monkeys. It has been oh, a huge right. thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, now you remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember hearing a little something about that, I think, in grade school. We, they said, James, you know. I yeah, love it. I recall. And I just recall. as a... As a refresher, of course, in America, it's been prevailed. It's huge. It's a thing. But I would like to also point out that we talked about this story a long time ago, too, about I think there is a soccer player, a black soccer player who played in an Italian team and mm. they would throw bananas onto the field. So, yeah, 
Um, Josephine Baker played on the theme, made it her own by wearing the banana skirt, making mm. it popular in France. But that was probably mm. only one of the only reasons that they even accepted her at first because mm-hmm. she was poking fun at it. It's a mm-hmm. thing. It's a thing that we all know about. We all hate. And like literally for it to go through so many different um, pathways of people approving images and letting that happen is disgusting. It's not. Yeah. It's come on. Well, I think it also touches on something that clearly whoever's on all these all these eyes that it passed by, yeah. there were clearly no black people who were involved. Yes. So it speaks to a larger problem about yes. and this is why businesses it, it behooves you. I'm going to say it again. It like behooves that. you. Behooves. <laughs> that word. It's a good one. It behooves one. you to hire diverse employees because it's Hello? going to protect you from this shit from happening. If Hello? you just get a bunch of white people making a bunch of decisions and listen, this is capitalism and consumerism. You want everybody right. to be able to buy your products. And people are very political now they do not like the mm. people people vote with their dollars yes they don't it's so like true. what your company is saying you're gonna lose you know your your company is is an ideology in and of itself you know it's so true like so in south africa i don't know mm-hmm. if you heard about what happened they were not having it you know what happened in south africa what happened oh uh, <laughs> i didn't i actually did i'm not acting yeah no no i believe you um south africa trashed the stores, the H&M stores, Ooh. they were protesting. There's about 17 locations in South uh, um, Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, you can see their pictures in the videos. They've gone in. They have trashed the stores. They are demanding that H&M. I, I don't know. I think they want H&M just gone from South Africa at this point. Wow. Um, yeah, the stores are completely trash the stores have uh some of them have had to close for over 24 hours you know what Um, i'm into that on two levels one i'm into that because like fucking don't support anybody with a racist ad campaign and also two h&m is like huge fast fashion where Mm. those clothes are cheap because they got slave labor so mm, true. and I'm guilty of that too, where I'm like, ooh, H&M, what you got for me? Okay, $12 sweater dress. But like <laughs> yeah. I also need to be reminded that they probably have the most unethical working standards in order mm. for them to provide all of us with cheap clothes. So true. if if the racist ad campaign can remind me to, oh yeah, let me, like you said, be political with my dollars, mm, then that's yeah. another reason why I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Well, I, and I, so they, somebody had said, well, isn't this incredibly, you know, violent, a violent response? It's not mm. very, you know, peaceful protest. And, um, one of the leaders said in our, and this is what they tweeted out in our vocab, anti-black racism is violence. Yeah. You asking us to confront violence, violence by giving the other cheek, but how many times have blacks given the other cheek on the racism question? Mm. Well, there is no, there are no more cheeks left. We shall send <laughs> petitions no longer. It's time for confrontation. That's good. I would like to throw in honor of Dr. King though. I would yeah. like to throw out my favorite one of my favorite quotes um of dr king and dr king said darkness cannot drive out darkness only light can do that hate cannot drive out hate only love can do that i love that quote and i think isn't it doesn't it stem from gandhi yes and so Mm -hmm. that's and so and you know i was just recently watching selma i try to watch it every year in honor of dr king i just try to take in something because i just want to give remembrance and give i love props like i mean this man this man like 
Mm. Uh, you and I wouldn't be having this this conversation right now. And Obviously, this, the work that this man that this man did, and so. Um, but with that, it's like I I really do. I understand two fronts, but I really, and especially because I've been on this spiritual path as of late. I'm in my Jesus year. I'm, you know, having my spiritual awakening right now. Oh yeah, thirty three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what are you carpenter? You're like what? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I was gonna make a crucifixion joke, but I'm not. Okay. Don't. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> too far. <laughs> I, but I, but I, I, I guess like I uh, maybe a year ago I'd have been like, yeah, fuck up that store, burn it to the ground. But yeah. I'm in a space of that. Like, I feel like, and this is why again, I think. Black people are very, very magical, amazing creatures and human beings because right. I think it is in our ability to turn the other cheek. And that's not like letting people walk over us, but I mm. think that like you can, I don't think it works. I think the world is sick with cancer of, of fear and yeah. anger. Mm -hmm. And I do think that we have an opportunity to continue to evolve to mm. a higher space mm -hmm. and, and to practice that art of loving kindness. I, I, I think that I understand I what that. they did. You know, but like I also, I have to, I have to say that I think it was disrespectful to say that to South Africa. South Africa has their problems are way mm. fresher mm. than ours and mm, ours true. are pretty fucking fresh they mm. literally my dad when I was a kid worked at mm -hmm. the Africa Resource Center to end mm -hmm. apartheid like mm. in my lifetime yeah. they they're had kind of segregation like, the, like they're it's kind of like their shit's like, raw it's like 1870 or 1880 over there. Exactly. You know? like so that's why it's like, yikes. Like, let them get their aggression out because mm. it's mm -hmm. way too fresh for them. It is mm -hmm. like people our age were born mm. in segregation. Yeah. yeah which yeah, is yeah. like, doesn't that boggle your mind? Isn't that like, it's... it's so crazy for me to think about that, to like remind myself how... Like, like literally like over here, we're like, oh yeah, you know, like old people were the ones that were pouring milkshakes on the protesters. Like they're right. dead. They're slowly dying out. They're old over there. It's Jan's parents. Yeah. 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 So Jan. it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. But I well, totally, I agree with you. I agree with you where it's like, you know, it takes a lot of strength and it takes a lot of fortitude to be able to not to attack with love and peace. Yeah. It takes a lot of strength to do that. And the fact that we've been able to, as a people across the nation, do that over and over again, really yeah. speaks to the character of black people. And it, yeah, yeah, I think it's amazing. Well, and at the same time, like, I mean, you never know what was the tipping point in any movement because, you know, there was the peaceful protests that were happening back in the 60s and stuff, but there was also the non-peaceful protests, you know? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, I really do like Dr. King's approach where he was like let them make the mistakes right let right. the other side act foolishness right and and eventually it's gonna t people are gonna say uh, uh, enough is enough and i will say though with this violent this sort of trashing of the store i'm sure it definitely got h&m's uh, attention and I, I, right. I think the biggest thing your your apologies are great but this could have been preventable if you would have had more pocs working at your company literally easily preventable easy yeah. um yeah. can we get into a little my oh. our friend rachel though real quick Oh yeah, what's she doing? What happened with you're her? You're gonna like this. So, Am I? yeah, you're gonna think it's so stupid. So, 
Um, for those of you that already listened to the read, so I got this from the read. It's another great mm-hmm. podcast. Listen to it. But this had me cracking up. So a lot of people have been taking the image of that kid in the sweatshirt and making and doing it, other images with it, like King of the Jungle instead, or like just more or like King of the ones. World. Yeah, the world, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel Dolezal did her oh, own. No. Uh, is it like her face? It's like, be no. who you want to be. It's be worse. as black as you can. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Rachel. Uh, so basically uh. saying coolest kid in the hood. And people are like, get out of here. I know. Get out of here. Okay. If she could not any further prove that she is not a black woman, she just did with that comment. Because you know what a black person wanted to is make that. If she's applying for a job at H&M, like, here's what we should do. Because essentially she's right. Does she work at H&M? Did she design the original shirt? Because that's what it seems like. Oh, my God. I know. But here's the best part, too. Oh, God. There's two best parts. The second best part is, well, one, she, she changed it. She was like, according to Bad. Backlash. I was wrong, so I changed well, to just the coolest yes. kid in the world. Yes. And then she's like, "This is an activist um, sweatshirt." And then on top of that, she goes, "All proceeds for these sweatshirts will be going to my own two kings, her oh, children." Lord. She's not donating that money. She's donating that money to herself. Oh yeah, get the fuck out of here! I know. Oh my god, I can't. Oh, how do I practice love and compassion with this woman? Rachel, <laughs> I am sending you some prayers because you just, there's there's something that needs healing deep down inside. She won't you... give up, James. She won't <laughs> give up. She's like, I, I am black. <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend that we're going to, that this is the last that we're going to hear from her. She's like, you know, this Cobra She's Commander. She's a groundhog. This, this villains that just, you know, keep coming back. You know, I know. Jeez. Uh, no. She'll be back. I know. All right. Well, let's get into the show. I'm I ready got... because I feel like we're leading right up into your corner right it's time. now. Yeah. Well, it is a Quizlet extravaganza, and this is in honor of Martin Luther King. You think you know, but you might have no idea. This is the diary. I mean, this is the Quizlet of Martin Luther <laughs> King. <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. Quizlet Corner, Quizlet Corner, Quizlet, Quizlet, Quizlet Corner. MLK edition. Yeah. Junior. Junior. Oh, yeah. We're not actually talking about the real Martin Luther. I don't. I mean, I shouldn't say woof. It should be. Wow. That case got some. You have some thoughts? No. More of like, that's a harder one for me to tackle. Because it's longer ago and steeped with Mm. more religion, iconography Mm. that I may need to brush up on. You're not ready for it. I got to brush up on it. You wouldn't be ready to jump into that quiz. Well, you're in luck. It's Martin Luther King Jr. Quizlet. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. Close one. Man, close Um, call. I just wanted to do this in honor of Martin Luther King. Not just. I'm doing this in honor of Martin Luther King. Stand proud of that, son. For the season. Mm -hmm. Um. MLK is the only other American to have his birthday observed as a national holiday, which is dope. I and love he wasn't it. even president, you know? Yeah. Um, Pres- before we he's my president. Place, he, that's my, Yes, that's right. That's my president. Move over, Nixon. What? All right. That's a random one to pull. Well, it would have been right around this. No, no. Who? It was Johnson. Yeah, and Johnson was. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, so move over, Johnson. I'm trying to give him credit because he signed two acts, but you know, whatever. Yeah, no, I get it. 
Um, but this is the only you'll never guess who do you know which pre- this is your this is even one, it's not even on the quiz. Oh, this but is a warm up. Know, this is a warm up. This is a warm up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you know which president signed the bill that created uh, the MLK Day as a national holiday? Um, it has to be later. Mm. I'm guessing was it Carter? Close. It oh. was not my man Jimmy Carter, who I think is one of uh, the best presidents in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, it Carter's was Ronald Reagan. You were uh. Uh-uh. It was Ronald Reagan. Well, I mean, in my lifetime that I'm alive and he's alive. Oh, I was going to be like, you were not Here comes, alive. She's when that suited. She, can I be the teacher? Can I lead this? Do you want to lead this? James, I'm just protecting you about your age. If you wanted to be alive when Carter was president, that would make you significantly older. So <laughs> I do I'm not keeping want you to be. young and fresh. <laughs> I mean that Jimmy Carter is still alive yes. and still like one of the presidents that I look up to. And totally. he is a great man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. have that you could totally have that Reagan. well you were wrong so you were already wow. asked to not con- yeah i got the power i got the power <laughs> you were coming Reagan. at me with some venom when i'm just trying it to keep is, you young and fresh it, 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 i gotta move this segment along it is ronald reagan All and right. it happened in 1983 um so there's a good thing that ronald reagan did finally he did that okay yeah so thanks ronald reagan so Getting into the quiz, you're already at a deficit because you had a debacle for the first one. Wow, um, another burn. Here we go. Just going into Quizlet. Keeping it like real it's real. Nice. Keeping me real about my age. Keeping it real about your score. Right, let's do it. Next okay. time I'm going to let you slide and say you were alive during Jimmy Carter's administration. You're like, go ahead, James. That's right. You are old. I know. You are an old man. <laughs> Um, okay, let's okay. do it. No, no, no. You're at zero. Zero for zero. You're good. Didn't hurt you. All right. It just bounced off. It was rubber. You were glue. Good. I don't know how that saying goes. That works. Um, all right. <laughs> Martha the King's real name was A, Martin, B, Michael, C, Jaquan, or D, King? I, I, I want to I, A, Martin? Like, what? No, his real name was Michael. So what? here's what happened. At birth, his name was Michael, but his and that was the name of his father. His father's original name was Mar- Michael King. Oh, and yes. So, but then his dad and because uh, so, uh, Mar- Michael King Jr. was born uh-huh. on January fifteenth, nineteen twenty nine. Oh. But in nineteen thirty four, his dad uh, had traveled to Germany and then was so inspired by Martin Luther oh. and changed his name. And then as a result, changed the name of his son as well. Fascinating. Right? And it's interesting because that name alone gave him such a, it gave him that same levity as the original Martin Luther, you know? Yeah, I had no idea. Wow. Mm -hmm. Cool. See, that's why I said you think you know, but you have no idea. I don't. Here we go. Mm -hmm. All right. Number two. Yes. How old was King when he entered into college? A, 21. Mm -hmm. B, 8. C, 17, mm-hmm. or D, 15? D, 15. Ooh, look at you. She's ready. <laughs> She's ready. She knows her King Jr. <laughs> yeah. Some things. He, uh, some things. He was 15. He actually skipped grades 9 through 12. Wow. Jeez. Um, Does all of yeah, it. I'm out. I know. I, and he enrolled into Morehouse College in 1944. They were trying to increase enrollment, and he was also like incredibly, you know, genius. In, intelligent. That we all, yeah, yeah. Genius guy. And he graduated at the age of 19. Wow. 
I was still learning how to drink at 19. Actually, till like 27. But like, <laughs> <laughs> man, I know. right? I mean, well, Got- he's clearly, clearly a man way advanced. Yeah, he I mean just had this goal and mission and and vision and calling to do such great in his life that he was like, I ain't got time for this high school. Yeah, bullshit. exactly. <laughs> hey, moving on. All right, you are. You've got one. Yeah, you, I got one. Got one. One for two. Yeah. One We've for two. Also missed one. Okay. Um, number three. King received his doctorate in what? A. Systemic systematic theology. Mm. B. Preaching. <laughs> Stop <C>. it. <laughs> C, law, or D, veterinarian. You just made that one up, but I'll, okay. Um, I do like preaching with the apostrophe, but it's systematic theology. (laughs) Damn, should have made this harder. (laughs) Uh, But I knew that one. I knew (laughs) Okay. Yeah, he and he got and so he, yeah, he got his doctorate um from uh, Pennsylvania's Crozer Theological Seminary. Okay. Um, and he attended graduate school at Boston University, mm. uh, where we that's where he received his PhD degree, and that was in 1955. Wow. And then he had a dissertation called "A Comparison of the Conceptions of God wow. and the Thinking of Paul Tillich and Henry Nelson." Willman. That's some I'm smart sure it's online, shit. So you can, I mean, he's a doctor. I'm sure it's he light reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very light. All right. King was imprisoned several times. He was not, you know, the mm-hmm. cookie cutter Nancy Kerrigan of his day no. and age. Uh-uh. <laughs> He was a Tanya Harding. No. Well, um, I don't know about that um, either, but yes. Maybe more of like an Oksana Bayul. Yeah, um, just floating in the hmm. middle somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I guess Malcolm X is more of like the like, this is a weird comparison. Yeah, we're but. getting, but hey, Winter Olympics are coming. Well, you know what it is? I just saw that movie. Oh, you saw uh, I, Tanya? I, Tanya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Great film. It's supposed to it be good. good. Yeah. You know, and it made, just a sidebar, and I was just talking about Martin Luther King, we're talking I know, about I, Tanya. you yelling at me about distress. <laughs> we're on time, Aneke. Time is money, as my second grade, second grade teacher used to say, which is fucked up to tell that to kids. Oh, um, I know. <laughs> time is money marching around. So, no, but I, Tanya was such a great movie, and, like, it made, it's such a great movie. It just really talks about, like, the fanaticism of, like, pop culture and how, like, we kind of failed Tanya Harding, and I, like, Did we, we failed her. Oh, watch that movie, girl. It okay. is, she had a fucked up life. She yeah. was abused by everybody who could possibly abuse her. Yeah. She, it was her crazy abusive ex-husband, spoiler alert, that fucked everything up for her and ruined her skating career. She's not even allowed to figure skate anymore, and she, she That's did not put the head out. Though. What? I watched the 30 for 30. There's some gray mm. areas about it just being him. I don't know. I well, know. Mark Robbie it. has me confused. But either way, Marco it just Robbie. does point. <laughs> She's got me in Tanya's car and Tanya's quarter. But it does like have like it, there is a mob mentality in pop culture of how we antagonize or we go for the jugular on a villain. You know, and we just rip them apart. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it sucks. At the end of the day, everyone is a human being. And this is where it goes back to practicing love and compassion. Because there everybody is, and this is what Martin was talking about. So Tied I'm bringing in. it back. I'm Even ready for Tanya the next Harding question. deserves our love and compassion. <laughs> so on that note, how yeah. many times was Martin Luther King Jr. in prison? Okay. A, mm-hmm. 30. Mm-hmm. B, 29. C, 60. 
or D, 18? Oh, man. It's either between... Oh, man. That's a hard one. It's. Uh, I want to say... Let's do... For some reason, 29 sticking out at me. Damn, girl. Ding, 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 ding. Yes! Collect your coin. Collect your coin. Thank She's you. doing it. I'll take it. I feel like the spirit of Martin Luther King just whispered into your ear because he's I rooting for like you. I feel like it because he I was like, what? 29? And then I was like, say it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> See? Oh, man. Trust <laughs> that instinct. Yeah, most of them, the, all of them except for one was for civil dis- disobedience. But in oh. 1956, uh-huh. I, he, w- he was jailed for driving 30 miles per hour um in a 25 mile per hour zone which is also, bullshit no, well also known as driving while black exactly speeding while black so that's what that is so mm-hmm. you know yeah. all right one of these is not true okay so we've got four wait he was arrested and, for driving five miles over the speed limit arrested in jail yeah that's what i'm saying which is but he was really arrested because he was black. And yeah, Martin and Martin Luther King, Luther King Jr. Oh, yeah, God, okay. he, they, they knew who he was. And this was in Montgomery, Alabama. So, oh, you know, of course. Yeah. Bullshit. It's not in California. <laughs> um, which I don't know. In L.A., they could have would have done the same thing. It's things. true. You never know. So, L.A. is a crazy place. So one of these is not true. A, King narrowly escaped an assassin attempt, an assassination attempt a decade before his death. Wow. B... King's last public speech foretold his death. Whoa. C, King's mother was also slain and killed by a bullet. Oh, my God. Or D, members of King's family believed that James Earl Ray acted alone. I'm going to say it's B. His last speech foretold his death. You think that's the one that's not true? Oh, 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 one that's not true. Okay. Yeah. Um. Then I'm going to say it's D. I think his family thinks that the killer did not act alone. Oh, yeah, that's right. They absolutely believe that, in fact, King's son, uh, Dexter, publicly um, met with Ray in 1997 and was arguing for the case to be reopened. Yeah. And then... Coretta believed that the mafia and local state and federal government agencies were deeply involved in the murder. I agree uh, with that. Conspiracy theory, she, not really. It's the truth. I think it's the truth, yeah. And she praised the results of the, there was a 1999 civil trial mm-hmm. in which a member, a Memphis jury decided the assassination was the result of a conspiracy and that Ray was set up to take the blame. But a U.S. Department of Justice investigation just in 2000 reported no evidence of a conspiracy conspiracy so but wow. 2000 who was the president in that time uh clinton mm-hmm. in 2000 yeah uh. i guess it was no or was it it was a bush? bush it was bush well, it depends yeah right well it was election year oh, 2000 yeah. was so, an election no, year. 2001 it was 2000 would have been clinton so yeah i'll well, still side-eyeing him but like you know and like he was also i just saw the post as well and it, it, it just also really talks about like <laughs> vietnam the government really did fuck us over on that one. Yeah. That for decades knew that we should, we couldn't win this war and Ugh. it kept getting passed on from president to president. And even Martin Luther King started being very vocal about, you know, wow. uh, Vietnam as well. So, yeah. but can we touch on upon some of these facts? I don't know that you knew about. Mm. So yeah, about 10 years prior to his actual assassination, there was a woman. I, there, I, he was approached by he, Isola Ware Curry, and she okay. asked Martin Luther King Jr. Um, it was at a book signing, mm-hmm. and she says, "I've been looking for you for five years." Oh. And then she plunged a seven-inch letter opener into his chest. Wow! 
So yeah, he, I never heard the the and the tip of the blade came uh, to rest right by his aorta, and yeah. he went through hours of delicate emergency surgery. Which I'm also like, I mean, thank God he had a surgeon that I'm not sure where exactly this happened. This is because, crazy. Like, I just I, he would have ha- maybe had to find like a black surgeon that would even operate on him because of possible crazy sur- you know de- yeah, or yeah depending on like which state he was in at that time yeah mm-hmm. I don't know it doesn't say here uh, but surgeons later said that just one sneeze could have punctured his aorta uh, or aorta I'm mm-hmm. not a doctor but I play one on TV yeah um, <laughs> and it could have killed him like it would have it, it had she had hit him wow. just a little bit uh, yeah crazy. Assassination attempt. That I never. That is so crazy. I didn't know about that. I didn't. Yeah. Well, and then his last speech did foretold, like, oh, that's one that you were like, yep. Yeah. Um, in his last speech, he has said, like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place, but I'm not concerned about that now. Yeah. I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. And I'm happy tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. See, because that's another reason why a lot of that people believe that the government was involved is because he knew he knew. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sad. It's horrible. And who was it? the FBI director? Hoover just had it in for him. Hoover yeah. was a crazy ass. Like people yeah. need to give more like looking into how Hoover was like freaking in everybody's business. Being yeah. like, like Davis. shady and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-mm. He was a racist. That's what it comes down to. He was a fucking racist. It was he targeted specific people that were of color, and like he was a old white racist. He was man literally with too much power. everything. He was a racist. He was a sexist. He was like wanting to keep the old systems in place. He yes, was just like exactly. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. So King's mother on yeah. June 30th, 1974, 69, Alberta Williams King. Mm-hmm. She was playing the organ in the Sunday service at Ebenezer Baptist Church. And this guy, Marcus Wayne something, I don't fuck his name. Um, he rose from the pew and drew out two p- pistols and began to fire shots. And That's one of so the bullets crazy. killed his mother. Um, oh he was, I guess originally he was trying to uh, kill King's father. Okay. Um, but I, he couldn't, like, he was like the next best thing was like his mother. And he said, I think he said that some divine spirits had told him to like do this. And that, uh, he said that Christians were his enemy and that, um, although he received divine instructions to kill King's father, who was in the congregation, he killed uh, King's mother and said because she was closer. Jeez. And he also killed a church deacon as well. So it's like, Awful. you know, these attacks on black churches. It was only, what, two years ago when um, right. down in South Carolina where that happened. And you also like, you know, the bombing of the, the church the that happens. And four so, little it, girls. The four little it's girls. It's just a lot of violence in black churches, which should prove to the cancer, like you said, that we have that's going on in the world, in our country. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the church represents for so many, you know, black folks, it's been this place of, of community and faith and hope for a better future and a better life. Right. Right. Uh, right. Well, you're, you got that last one. I think Yay. you're two. I think you're up two, right? I am two for three. All right. One of these is not true. Okay. One of these is not true. I, A, he always knew he wanted to become a preacher. Okay. B, he was a Trekkie. C, he won a Grammy, or D, he spent his wedding night in a funeral home. Hmm. One of these is not true. 
I think he was a Trekkie. Spending his wedding night in a funeral home sounds depressing, but it also sounds like one of those things that could be true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do feel like he always wanted to be a preacher. Mm-hmm. Which one am I missing? Uh, the Grammy. But that sounds real, too. Well, I'm going to say <laughs> he did not win a Grammy. Okay, you think that he did not win a Grammy? Yeah. Aneke... That is not correct. Well, that is uh, he did he did win a Grammy. He won wow, a Grammy. Damn it! What's not yeah. true? Um, he did not always want to become a preacher. Oh. He actually wanted to become a doctor or a lawyer instead. He wow. was going to forego the footsteps of his father, grandfather, and great grandfather, and wanted to become a doctor or a lawyer. Um, yeah. But when he was at Morehouse College, um, this mentor convinced him otherwise that he wow. had a gift and a calling. And think. God, again, can you imagine? Divine was just like Doctor Martin Luther King. He would have just been like a doctor. He probably would have still. He'd been probably maybe gifted, but like he wouldn't have done. I don't know that he would have done all those. He would not have done those great and amazing. Shit would have been different right now. I'll tell you that. He changed the course of fucking America history. That was like literally his destiny, his calling, his 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 thing that he was meant to do on this earth. You know, right? Um, He was a Trekkie. Yeah, I know that he liked Star Trek because of the message that it sent. And he is the one that convinced Nichelle Nichols uh, to stay on when she was going to leave after the first season. And he was like, nope, you've got to stay on. It's so important for you to be in this role and for this representation. So even King understood the importance of visual like media and what Star Trek, very early on, what pop culture and its power, which we talk about all the time here on the show, what Um, representation does. So we're right in line with King. And your very own Minority Corner host, Aneke Fitzclark, has the same exact birthday as Nichelle Nichols. She's exactly 50 years older than me. It all comes full circle. And your very own James, his yeah. last name is Martin. Okay. So it's like all right. you and I are, <laughs> we're like spinning image of the same exact scenario. It's like reincarnation. Uh, okay. Uh, so he won a Grammy. He is a Grammy award winning artist. Nice. He sang with his church choir as a child at the oh. gala premiere of Gone with the Wind. Mm. Um, but he wasn't really known for his singing skills. Yeah. Uh, but he did. He won a he won a Grammy uh, for best spoken word album. Cool. Yeah, his album of Why I Oppose the War in Vietnam. Mm, tying it back yeah. to the last question, yes. Yeah. But that was, uh, it, he didn't win that Grammy until 1971. Oh, so, so he won post, it after. Yeah, post, whatever yeah. it's called. Post-giving. Thumis, post, um, post something. Post, when, post, after you've post-timate. died and you win something. Yeah, that Posthumous? Posthumous. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Okay. I love that. Mm, into it. Um... So yeah, and he spent his wedding night in a funeral home because in 1953, the honeymoon suites that permitted African Americans did not exist. Uh, so Martha the King Jr. took his new bride, Coretta Scott King, to a friend's funeral home for the night, and uh, that's where they they had that. So that's a bummer. Like that's the thing is, just like I look around about how fucking blessed my life is because I don't have right? to deal with this, and it's because exactly. of the work that not only that he led, but like you know, you watch Selma, and you just think about all those people who were who some of them gave their lives right. for the, the struggle, and and so like the the marching and just like we have it like so there's so much to be grateful for, and it's there's so. so much that we have that like it's like I have to stop myself and I'm like uh listen I am not having to fight for you know my life is not perfect as a gay black man in this country but it is sure of a hell of a lot better than it would have been in 1956 or whatnot amen to that I know 
Last one. This is it. Okay. For all the marbles. Sure. <laughs> this is all, all the marbles. Okay. All of them. All of them. All of them. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, true or false? King's I Have a Dream speech was not his first at the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, you're, oh, you won. You won Quizlet. But wait, that was for I all missed the two, though. Oh, this, I oh. said that was for all the marbles. So you oh, just okay. came down to this one. <laughs> ah, and that game wins. So all the rest are like, whatever. <laughs> it didn't matter. You could have just been like, Donuts, yeah. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, Tanya Harding. And you would have been still one. Yeah, um, no, I knew that. Yeah, this was definitely not his first one. He had a previous speech It was not his ready. first time at the rodeo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, at the uh, you man, you at the Prayer Pilgrim for Freedom mm. on May seventeenth, nineteen fifty-seven. He had a crowd estimated about fifteen thousand to thirty thousand. He delivered That's a lot of people. Yeah, his it delivered his first national address on the topic of voting rights back then at nineteen fifty-seven. Love it. Um, Nobody talks about was, that one. He was urging Americans to give them the ballot right then and there. Um, I also I forget where I heard this from, but he the I have a dream speech. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 at the tail. I believe it's like towards the end of the speech. Um, mm. But he wasn't originally. It wasn't originally going to be a part of his speech. Yeah, and there's a whole story where he gave his original speech to yeah. the congregation the night before, um, mm-hmm. and he was up on stage and he was noticed. He was giving the speech and he noticed that it wasn't. connecting with the audience and there was a woman that was at the congregation and she was like tell them about your dream martin Mm. and Mm. then he he says his famous part and that and that goes down in history and see that is the thing i just sometimes i mean if i don't like everything that led to martin luther king's life Mm -hmm. such divine providence you know even that moment that woman saying that thing Mm -hmm. like and for me, I, I you know, was watching Selma, and I also watched the um, Obama interview with David Letterman on Netflix. Highly recommend. Yeah, it's supposed to be uh, good. It's so it's such a great interview, so powerful. I mm. uh, and 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 this is like what I like. What would have happened if? And look at the things that Martin Luther King had to face. If right. he had let fear set in, mm-hmm. and and so our our greatest adversary in our lives is is fear, and so. I really do believe that everyone has a mission and a purpose and a calling in life. Right. And, and to be inspired by folks like Martin Luther King Jr. who did not let fear get in the way and didn't know how they were going to accomplish things, but just just took that step forward. Exactly. And, and, and life, it, there's that bit of faith that you have to take that like life is going to catch you. If you make that step and you might seem like, oh, you've fallen down, but you'll be surprised that, oh, good thing I had that fall because I was able to see this road to the right over here or the road to the left over here, and that is the actual path that I need to, to walk, or why this door closed, and then this one opened over here. It's so true. And a lot of people tend to forget that Martin Luther King, when he was doing all of his work, he wasn't seen in the light that we see him now. Like, mm. now he's, like, reached God status, almost. Sure. But, mm-hmm. like, back then, he was he was seen as a terrorist. He was mm-hmm. seen as a threat. He was seen mm-hmm. as somebody that wasn't um, an all-encompassing peace person, which is, I mean, look at the rhetoric that he's saying and the way that people viewed him is is incredible the fact that he kept moving on he knew that he was he had assassination attempts to him his parents were getting all of this like he probably he was family yeah like not 
he was not held up on a pedestal at that Mm-mm. time. But Mm-mm. the fact that he kept moving forward because he knew the greater good and he yeah. knew that what he was doing, like, really speaks to perseverance and really working for that goal and that vision and the hope that we can get to a better stage. Absolutely. Absolutely. And everybody has that part to to play in whatever it is. So I hope that you all are as inspired as I am by the work of Dr. King Jr. And let us live our full potential. Let love be our guide and not let fear win out. Let us continue this baton of this work that this great man did Mm. and, and keep it moving forward. Amen. We're in my corner. We're in your corner. And the gay's corner. It's sassy. It's great. It's smart and it's sexy. Get ready to learn. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready to learn. That's your theme Uh, song. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little aggressive, but I'll take it. I'm aggressive. You are. I'm aggressive. Like, give me that information. (laughs) Get ready to learn. (laughs) So I have been holding on to this article for a long time actually um i found it just when i was like doodling around in the internet Mm. and it really kind of pairs nicely with today because we talked a lot about martin luther king and how he was an activist and really changed the course yeah can i hold you there did you Uh say would you wake up today and you were like it's time to release the kraken that's what i just imagined you did no I mean, that's how I wake up every day. <laughs> Damn, you are aggressive. Just, I am into know, that. You know, Aneke, I, you know what? Yeah. Release the Kraken. I am into that. It's the way. Okay. It's, and you know what the Kraken is? What? My butt. Okay. So. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Moving cool. on. All right. Um, <laughs> so basically, I love activism and I love mm. like, you know, different groups of people. We've talked about the Chicano um, movement that happened with like Cesar Chavez. Yep. We talk about Martin Luther King. We talk about the Black Panther. Dolores Huerta. Dolores Huerta. One group that we haven't really touched that much on and I think I've touched a little bit mm. in the past but I really want to double down mm. is Asian American activists. You're right. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I really want to specify Asian American because I feel like a lot of times people when they talk about Asian um, histories in the United States it's usually about the immigrant story Mm -hmm. which is important and that's valuable as well but we also have to really look into the fact that Asian Americans have been here contributing to the growth of our country as a whole um, just as much as everybody else has too. Mm-hmm. Very true. So I found this article from Complex Magazine. It was written a while ago. It was written March 10th, 2016, but it's still just as valuable um, by Angela Fitcher. And it's called Eight Asian American Activists Down with the Cause. Yes. I'm so glad that you're doing this because this is information I just don't know. I don't right. never learn about this. And I've always wondered what were their journeys and what were their fights and struggles as well. Exactly. So um, this is just like, I'm going to give you a little taster, but each and every one of these activists deserve full stories, full movies, Mm -hmm. full representation, because what they've done is just as amazing as um, everybody out there who is, who's pushing away right now too. Yeah. Okay. So the first one on here is Iqbal Ahmed. 
So, considered the most original anti-imperialist analyst of Asia and Africa by late, preeminent um, cultural critic Edward Said said Pakistani journalist Iqbal Ahmed uncovered oppression around the world. So, um, basically, he was a journalist that um, really looked into oppression around the world. Mm. Ahmed joined Franz Fanon and the National Liberation Front in Algeria during the 1960s, and while earning his PhD at Princeton, he was one of the first fellows at the Washington Institute of Policy studies. Due to, his, due to his anti-war views, Ahmed and a group of Catholic activists were in, indicted in 1971 for plotting to kidnap then-National Security Advisor Henry Kissinger. Oh. That's a movie in itself. Yeah. <laughs> they were trying to kidnap Henry Kissinger. Wow. Like, that's wild. Yeah. And, like, he was a PhD at Princeton. Like, what the hell? Yeah. It's amazing. So, basically, uh, before his death in 1999, Ahmed helped open a Pakistani university and taught at various American institutions, including Cornell. Mm. The Iqbal Ahmed Center for Public Education was created in his honor. So, wow. props to him. Yeah, snaps. Snaps, snaps. So, the, the next one I actually know about because I live in Oakland. Mm. And this guy, this guy's pictures are always so badass. So, Richard Aoki. Richard Aoki is from San Leandro, California. I thought I knew him, but I got that confused with Steve Aoki, and that's not him. Oh, no, different. That's a DJ. (laughs) Very different. (laughs) Very different, yeah. Side note, did you know that Steve Aoki's father opened Benihana? Did not know that. Look at those Benihana dollars going out to work. They, like, put him through DJ school. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I am now glad that, like, I can, I love that that's where my money's been going. This is random. Okay, but okay. <laughs> so back to the Aoki at present. Mm. So Richard Aoki from San Leandro, California, which, by the way, I really have to bring up San Leandro, California, was one of the last areas in the Bay Area that still had race laws written into its mo- like black people can't move into certain properties what? or whatever. See? Yeah, one of the last to take it off of their books. Well, and, so, and, do you know what year that was? I don't. It was probably, but that's the thing is that like everybody had the magnifying glass on the South about their segregation Mm -hmm. laws and da da da. But other places like California and even in like the New England areas had their own little loopholeist racist ways. And but it just wasn't called segregation. And so like 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 you said earlier on, that racism is like deeply embedded in different pockets and areas of this whole country. Does not go away. Exactly. Okay, so Richard Aoki, since he grew up in that environment, he clearly went the activist way. Mm-hmm. He joined the Black Panthers in 1967. Damn. Um, he supplied them with some of their first firearms to defend against police brutality there in you Oakland. Go. Arm it up. He committed to anti-war activism through his work with the Vietnam Day Committee mm-hmm. and Oakland Ber- Berkeley branch of the Socialist Workers Party. Um, Aoki also helped lead the historical 1969 Third World Liberation Front strike at the University of or at UC Berkeley, mm. um, which resulted in the formation of the College Department of Ethnic Studies. Wow. Um, he was also an educator in his later years before committing suicide in 2009. Oh, oh that's recently. Um, yeah. Mm. Aoki rejected claims by a former um, FBI agent that he worked as an informant. So he was, even though there was claims, he was like, I was not an informant. See, look at the FBI and just trying to fuck everything I know, up. trying to like ruin it. Mm-hmm. So basically, 
Richard Aoki, all of that stuff that I just spewed about him, each of those things could have been movies, television shows, books, things that we need to know about. Not to mention, not that any of these other people that I'm going to be mentioning aren't cool looking, but specifically Richard Aoki has some of the coolest black and white pictures ever. Mm. He's like wearing a beret. Mm -hmm. He has like cool like Ray-Bans on. He looks like... He needs to be, like, he is a person that I think would be amazing for a television series or something. Yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, this has, like, Oscar movie written all over it. Right. I mean, can you imagine? He was working with the Black Panthers and, like, all of these, like, Vietnam, Socialist Workers Movement, UC Berkeley. Like, he was in the middle of it. I keep imagining the guy who, I don't know if he's the right I don't know if he's the right Asian ethnicity, but the mm-hmm. he was in he played in the Jessica Jones movie. Her boyfriend who was in that band and broke up with her, and then he's also the dad in Fresh Off mm. the Boat. Oh, oh God, what's his name? I forget his name. Uh, he's great though. Yeah. he's been in everything. So he's been in he's everything. So he's been so around. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it! Somebody tells what his name is. I know whoever knows it is screaming at them. <laughs> Uh, your podcast player right now, but he's excellent. Um, okay, next one. And I love this woman too. I knew her about her too. Grace Lee Boggs. Mm, who's she? After earning her PhD from Bryn Mawr College, Grace Lee Boggs married her future partner in activism, James Boggs, who's black. As the daughter of Chinese immigrants, she focused on alleviating poverty with Detroit's poor and black communities. Mm. She was passionate about community-based revolution and reportedly she offered Malcolm X a place to stay whenever he visited Detroit. Boggs also collaborated with socialist theorist C.L.R. James and helped organize the 1963 Detroit Walk to Freedom freedom headlined by martin luther king jr wow her activist activities were regularly monitored by the fbi uh, see always up in it hoover I know. you know that's hoover yeah his ghost is probably uh, but- monitoring this podcast call right now exactly um but whatever you don't um- have a job hoover you dead Hoover's dead. Um, But Boggs continued her activism until she died in October um, 2015. Oh, that's But guess how old she was? Like 103. Yes, she was 100. Oh my God, yes. So she was fucking being an activist as as a 100 year old. Damn. What I love about that's so interesting because that's so interesting. Oh man, that's so interesting because she kind of reminds me of like, uh, like if you ever meet Dolores Huerta, she's so vibrant and so young, and I think she's like yeah. nine. But yeah. it's interesting because I would have thought that all of their activism would have created more stress for them because I don't even know this, but when they did the autopsy for Dr. King, he had the heart, mm. although he was thirty nine when he died, which is so young, so young. But yeah, or when he was assassinated, he just died when he was assassinated. Um, mm-hmm. But he had the heart of a sixty year old. Wow, because he was so wow. stressed. You know, but you know, there's the stress, but then there's also, I'm sure there's like that, that push to keep on the fight. Yeah. 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 And and speaking of people who are like in like, you know, like not everybody can be Martin Luther King, Mm -hmm. but like, but like Grace Lee Boggs fucking was Mm. offering places to stay for Malcolm X, you know, working with socialist theorists, um, organizing the march that headlined Martin Luther King Jr. Right. She literally was in the mix creating these events yeah. that these stars could show up mm-hmm. to. So without people like Grace Lee Boggs, we wouldn't yeah. have 
our Malcolm X's and our Martin Luther King Jr.'s. Yeah. And another example of someone fulfilling their their life calling, their life mission, you know, and like mm-hmm. not letting fear get in the way of that. She had a calling and she had a mission and she had her role to play and she 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 did it fully, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so I'm going to not read them all because I'm going to give a link so everybody can kind of find them on their own. Mm. I'll do two more of these and then I have a little um, side note. Okay, yeah. So the next one that I'm going to do is Noriko Sawada Bridges Flynn. Mm-hmm. As a first-generation daughter of Japanese immigrants, Norika Sawada Bridges Flynn spent three years in an Arizona internment camp with her family, mm. which is the Japanese mm-hmm. internment camp. After her release, she helped other former detainees resettle through the War Relocation Authority and became politically active with the Berkeley Interracial Committee. Nine years before the U.S. Supreme Court overturned the ban on interracial marriage in the Loving versus Virginia case, which we've talked yeah, about in our podcast, yeah. Flynn and her first husband, Harry Bridges, white guy, challenged anti-miscegenation laws preventing white Asian marriages in Nevada. Following a media storm, they successfully married in 1958. Flynn's work with the Japanese-American community won her widespread recognition and accolades, and she died in 2003. So there's, along with the fight with Loving versus Virginia, there were other people fighting to fight these ridiculous anti-miscegenation laws. And also her work with the internment camps. And we always think of internment camps as a California, but it was all down Southwest too, like Mm -hmm. Arizona and Nevada and all of that. So fascinating, fascinating stuff. Well, and it's so interesting because it's like, (laughs) I mean, if you, any of these segments that we talk, that we've done about, you know, Asian American activism or Latino activism Mm -hmm. and, you know, all the different black activists as well. And just the timeline Mm -hmm. of all this stuff happening, like you can really put it from like, you know, the forties to the, you know, seventies of just so, so many fucked up things happening to non-white people, you know? know. And it's, I I I will say that, especially I feel like in the sixties, it was definitely hitting this boiling point. Um, Thinking about all the, uh, the assassinations and, 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 and violence that was also happening and people fighting back, you know, in the different ways, massive protests that were happening. I mean, I can't imagine what it was like to live during that time, but it must've felt like, I mean, the country was on a brink of a civil war. You know, I mean, yeah, it must have been wild. So you're going to like this next one. So Larry Etalong, I'm probably saying his name, all these names wrong, but I'm trying. You you are doing, I applaud you, girl. You are doing your best. That's all we could ask for. So um, Chicano activist Cesar Chavez is often credited with spearheading the farm laborers movement. But Larry Etalong led the first Delano grape strike in 1965. Oh, yeah. 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 So he was in the documentary, I believe. Nice. So um, he, to protest, you know, the poor working conditions of grape pickers in California, which you talked about. Um, so Ita Long, his co-worker, Philip Vera Cruz, later joined Chavez and Dolores Huerta to form the United Farm Workers yeah. and successfully negotiated a raise in wages. Ita Long was instrumental in uniting Chicago... Chicano and Filipino laborers and last year nearly 40 years after his death well this is 2015 because this article is old the activist was memorialized in a California bill that marked October 25th as Larry It's a Long Day very awesome snaps to Mm -hmm. him so I'm trying to like the reason that I'm kind of skipping around is I want to make sure that I'm able to um, get different um 
countries represented, sure. different yeah. cultural backgrounds yep. represented. Absolutely. Because similar to, you know, I mean, Asian American is like similar to like, you know, Africa mm-hmm. or Europe. It's a lot of different, you know, cultures. Yeah. yeah so. And it shouldn't be lumped together. Nope. So here's the last one. Um, and then I'll give my little thing. But there's other people on here like Yuri Kochiyama. And just really look at this article. It's going to be linked in the liner notes. Um, and follow up with some of these people because they're amazing. So um, one is Lala Lajpat Raj. Oof, I'm sorry, guys. You're doing your best. You were, it sounds Thanks. right to me. I can't see it. I can just hear it. And it okay. You didn't stutter. <laughs> So he was known as a lion of Punjab. Punjabi Hindu independence leader Lala Lajipat Raj founded New York-based publication Young India in 1918, as well as the organization India Home Rule League of America. During his his five-year stay in the U.S., he became close to historian W.E.B. Du Bois. Mm. Um, both intellectuals influenced each other as they explored the connection between India, Sovinji, so, so, uh, you know, independence, mm-hmm. and the civil rights <laughs> movement. <laughs> Sovereignty? No. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was just having a hard time with syllables. You got there. You got there. Uh, <laughs> Raj was also thought to have helped radicalize Du Bois in the struggle for the complete liberation rather than integration of black people. Yeah. Du Bois' novel, um, Dark Princess, was dedicated to Raj, who died from heart complications in 1928, two weeks after being beat by British police during a protest in Lahore, which is now Pakistan. Wow. So... Other great stories, other great people integrating into history. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. And last, what I really want to, as like a, a bonus, there was an article that was in Splinter News recently, which really kind of got me going on this whole um, Asian activist mm-hmm. kick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about this newspaper called Ghidra. Um, so basically Ghidra, whose name is a misspelling of King Ghidorah, a Kaju from the Godzilla franchise, mm. ran from five years from 1969 to 1974. It was started by five students from UCLA who decided to each pitch in a hundred dollars of their own seed money, which was a lot of money yeah. for students at the time. Even now. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, They basically pitched their own money to ensure that the paper would have an editorial independence from the university. It ran pieces on everything from the war to drug crisis among Japanese American youth to recipes and diagrams on how to fix your toilet. It was basically like your student activist newspaper for Asian Americans, which was so important during that time because 1969 to 1974, we're talking about Vietnam and all the racism that comes with that. And, um, you know, we got still the black Panthers are still out there. A lot of these activists that I mentioned from the complex article were really active during this time. The, um, the, the, um, farm workers movement, all of that was like, like you said, was like time of crisis. So the fact that they were able to come together and create this activist newspaper that was spread throughout the United States Mm. is something that people should look into. It's a really cool article. Um, it, so I'll link that in the liner notes as well. It shows pictures from Ghidra, which is like 
cool drawn really radical really hippie looking and there's a picture of the founders mm. and it's all these women together sitting and one of them is flipping off the camera wow that's awesome i love it it's so good so just really wanted to outline for everyone that there is activism everywhere and if we continue to fight the fight which is i mean right now it's crucial we're dealing with a lot of craziness yeah and let this inspire you to be strong on your own front however it is like like we were talking about in your segment that one woman who shouts out say your dream martin changed the whole mm -hmm. trajectory mm -hmm. of what that speech meant to all of us yeah. so we all play our part yeah. we all do our thing and it's all important yeah i guess the biggest thing is you we've just got to be in it right you know we've yep. got to be mm -hmm. awake be alert and just continue being in that game and 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 yeah and, and doing it thank you so much for this yeah of course have reached the end of the almost. show. Almost. We still got some, Aneka, we got more things to say. We do. I got a tweet, tweet, tweet of the week. What's your tweet? So this is from at Jane Anisu. Mm -hmm. And not all of our tweets are praising us, James. Not mm, all. Yeah. No. Yeah. This one, um, and they go, because I don't want to gender somebody who hasn't you know, don't you do it. We don't they know. They didn't. They didn't tell they me didn't their gender. Say. They didn't so say. it says at Minority Corner, BMI body mass index is a way of defining underweight, healthy, overweight, and obese. All of those words were in, were in quotations. Mm. I side eye the shit out of it because I'm five feet tall and don't get a lot of leeway. I was overweight when I was a toned UK eight. Um, BMI doesn't distinguish between muscle slash fat weight. What do you think of that, James? Yeah, thank you for that information. Um, I I I don't think there's anything incorrect with what what you're saying in terms yeah. of um in terms of that. But I will say that. Uh, here's what I'm going to say. I would yeah, say that most it. Americans are unhealthy and yeah. we're talking back to last week. And I can even sp look specifically in the black community that right. when it, I, even if it's not the 77% of, of black folks are not necessarily overweight or obese, I would still say about 77% of African Americans are not healthy in mm. terms of our eating mm -hmm. habits. I saw some kids eating chips the other day. I mean, it just, if we open our eye and like our addictions mm -hmm. to food, I think I I become really passionate about this because I, I think that it's literally like food is the our addictions mm. to food are are so um like if someone was doing a bunch of math we'd say don't do that right yeah like, <laughs> we, people are addicted to food in the same way and mm -hmm. it's a it's a bigger killer heart disease is out of control so you know you don't have to list look at the we don't have to use BMI body might uh weight whatever right. it is index you know but uh -huh. the whole entire point was just to kind of like use and thank you for bringing that up um I know that it's not perfect but it was the only right. measurement that I had to be able to make my case for. I want y'all to be healthy out there. Exactly. Going back to this of like, you know, you have great work that you needed to do. Martin Luther King could not have done all the stuff that he was doing if he was not, you know, I mean, yeah, his heart was super old, apparently. Yeah. But like, yeah. you know, Talk he needed that. to be able to like, you need energy and stamina and your brain to be able to operate in the best way possible for you to do and feel good. Also feeling great and amazing yep. to go let your light shine. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, but I still want everyone I to agree eat with better. you. I'm so glad that we were talking about that because I think that getting um, caught up on the way 
I've always been, and, and I have to say that I do come from a privilege where I um, just have, that's not something that I, I, I initially think about and worry about is weight. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. lately, mm-hmm. as I am getting older and my metabolism is slowing, and also I want to put something healthy into my body. So mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you said before, I really want to collaborate with that where it's, it's a flawed system. But what's yeah. not flawed is being healthy and eating right and yep. making sure you feel good mm-hmm. and changing our food habit diets and how it, how it is political, how mm-hmm. people don't get access to healthy food how um the only um let's say you're thirsty and the only thing place that you can go is a convenience store that only has soda Mm -hmm. so it's Mm -hmm. it's about looking it's not about getting distracted by the bmi and one yes let's fix that let's really do fix that but it's also about understanding what your body needs and wants Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah, I so good. I, I like yeah, that. I'm on that all, all as well. Eat better, do better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I mean, I'm glad I could read that because, yeah, like it starts conversation. It's good. Always feel free to kind of come at us and talk to us about that sort of stuff because yeah. we're more than happy to to, to understand have- it. Had to have a have a conversation um uh, about it. Yeah, so tweet mm-hmm. us, and we have a Twitter. Yeah, at Minority Corner with a K for corner, not a C. Yeah, <laughs> get involved in the conversation. Let us know uh, how we're doing on our pronunciations and how yes. you're, you know, how you celebrated Martin Luther King Day or how you let his work inspire you as well. Yes. Uh, we are also on the iTunes. I had to burp. That's why there was a uh, pause. pause? Oh, um, you know, you got to uh, release your body. You know You know what? I got to let my body do what it needs to do. Your body I... speaks and you <laughs> listen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, let it do what it do. I, but yeah, we're on iTunes. Leave us a review if you like Please. the show. Um, or uh, if you have any feedback about the show. Us. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is the goal. We want to be able to uh, uh, grow this community of what it is that we're doing and, and be able to reach and touch and empower and inspire um, folks of all different backgrounds and races and demographics and just folks in general. Folks yeah, and folks. Folks. All of y'all. Yeah. I love it. All the folks. And a big thanks to our editor, the doctor, Dr. Dunderdale. Thank you yes, for Yes, Dr. Dunderdale doing a great job. And thank you to Brownout for our music. You can find their music on iTunes as well if you really like uh, the theme song that we have. Keeping and us funky. Keeping us funky. Thanks for listening to Minority Corner. Because together, we're the we're majority. The majority. Yay! Podcasts. 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 <laughs> They're audio programs that tell smart stories in innovative ways using editing techniques like, like this. this. Like this. Like this? Yeah. But let's face it, all that smart stuff can be exhausting. That's where Stop Podcasting Yourself comes in. It's so stupid. It's just two stupid dinguses being dumb idiot jerks for 90 minutes. Stop Podcasting Yourself. The stupid show that smart people love. Find it on iTunes. Or MaximumFun.org. It's been a long time coming, but John Roderick finally has a podcast on the MaximumFun.org network. (sighs) The long wait is over. (laughs) Max Fun Friends, I teamed up 
with these two unlikely nerds and their dumb Star Trek podcast. <laughs> and we talk about uh, war movies, not just in a laudatory and salivating way, but we apply critical thinking principles to uh, the multiple, multiple subtexts that are woven in every war movie. And Sylvester Stallone specifically. <laughs> it is not that. It is not that at all. So go grab Friendly Fire every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.